0: Hey, welcome to another Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. This one is one of our 1-11s, to 11s, uh, one that uh, some of the old-school uh, fans will definitely like to listen to. It's Trevor. Trevor's been going to Highbury and subsequently the Emirates since 1970, December 1970. He's seen more things than any of us uh, that... Uh, Take part in this podcast And uh, he's going to do his all-time 1-11 to Enjoy the show, people This is lockdown So just stay safe, stay home Save lives up the Arsenal Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons And Twitter at Guns and Ribbons And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. Uh, This is Trevor, old man Trevor, as we like to call him. It is 1 to 11. I'm joined, obviously, by Trevor, but I'm also joined by Potsy, as uh, we seem to do these uh, in tandem. Uh, Hope you're well. um, And let's speak to the man of the moment. Trevor, how are you? Hello, boys. Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited about
1: this. It's... uh... We've been thinking about it for a long time and we've been saying we're going to do it and uh now we're going I've, I've been thinking all morning I've got me list of names I've got you know and uh yeah I'm excited boys. yeah excited to start let's get going
0: Um I suppose the first thing to to, to look at is uh, like you've been going to the football since December what was it December the 5th 1970 was your first game wasn't it
1: it was indeed, my friend. It was December 1970. My uncle Pat, good old Uncle Pat, God bless his soul. Uh, he took me to watch the Arsenal v Wolves. We had uh, unreserved seats in the in the West Stand, lower. Uh, still got the ticket. Still got the programme. Arsenal one two, and then never looked back, mate. All, all my family were Tottenham fans. You know, most of me, 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 me direct family, me dad and me mum were Tottenham fans, but. My uncle Pat took me to the Arsenal, and that was it. I was set for life, boys. Set for life.
0: So, so I'm expecting some some uh, different players than what some of the others have done because of the the generations of players you will have seen over the time. Have you got a, a formation?
1: Yeah, I, you'll have to forgive me, Fergus, because you're exactly right, mate. My my my, um, my list of players is obviously a bit longer than other people because I've been around a bit longer. It's that simple. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna go four four two, Fergus. I'm gonna go four four two eventually. Um, hopefully, I might change my mind yet halfway through. But at this moment, I'm going four four two, mate.
0: Okay, okay. So let's start uh, with your keeper and Potty If you've got any questions about any of these players anywhere along the lo- along the way, just jump in and and uh, just. I will. I will let's have, make... mate. I'll let's... definitely
2: have some questions. Let's, <laughs> let's make you squirm a little.
0: So let's start with your keeper then.
1: Right. Okay. Well, the first goalkeeper I remember, boys, was was Bob Wilson. Bob Wilson was the Arsenal goalkeeper when, when I first started watching him. And the understudy at the time was a, a lad called Jeff Barnett, who was another cracking goalkeeper. He was understudy to Bob Wilson. And uh, actually, Bob Wilson got injured. So Barnett played in the 72 Cup final when we lost to uh, Leeds United 1-0. Um, so, yeah, Wilson's my first memory. Then, of course, you've got uh, Jennings and then you had a, a lad called uh, Jimmy Rimmer. We signed him from Man United. Then Pat Jennings, we got him from Spurs. The only player I know that was actually signed from Spurs, played for North London Clubs and is really still a hero in both camps. I can't think of any others. And then we get like, to Lukic in 89 and, and then we move on to the more recent ones, Lehman. Uh, lay, Layman, Seaman, and then I've I've got to give Le, uh, Leno a mention as well. So they're the cult goalkeepers that come to mind, past and present, mate. To be honest,
0: you don't have Chesney in there. <laughs>
1: no, I don't have Chesney in there. No, not at all. I, I think that uh, Wenger's record of signing keepers was 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 poor at one stage. We had a string, didn't we? Of uh, uh, Almunia, um, what's his name, Manoni, uh, Fabianski. Chesney, and if I'm honest, I didn't really rate any of them, mate, you know. So, yeah, I missed there's a gap there for me till we got to uh to Leno.
0: Yeah. So who who is your number one? Who is your goalkeeper?
1: Right, okay. Me and Dan had this conversation a little while ago about my heart and my head, right? My heart said Wilson, right? Because Bob Wilson was the bravest goalkeeper that's ever been been on this planet and a lovely man I've met him a lovely man Bob Wilson but I had to put down as my goalkeeper David Seaman because I think he's about the best I've seen so Seaman is my number one but if he gets injured Willow's in.
2: (laughs) Trev if you if you had to kind of pick David or compare David Seaman and Bob Wilson why does David Seaman get the nod ahead of Bob Wilson what was it about David Seaman that was just that little bit better?
1: Well, you see, it's interesting you say that, Dan. And it's that they're, they're difficult questions to answer. They're questions that you could never answer properly because you can't compare eras, you know. Because like we were talking about last night, weren't we, on the podcast? Um, that football changes so different styles of play are necessary in each area, you know. Bob Wilson was brave, he was renowned for coming out and diving at people's feet. His one save is remembered for when he nicked the ball off of George Best's toe, right? during a game and it was brilliant and he'd stand up with a ball and, uh, and away we'd go. But a lot of these days, these days, you see, if Bob Wilson had come out and dived a players feet like that every week, the player would have gone down. Slight touch players down penalty in it, you know? So, uh, Seaman was a bit more of an all round keeper for me. And, and just, just that bit more commanding, big fella, read the game well. And, and 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 it was so close, but I've just got to go with Seaman. Just just nix it for me, Dan.
0: And you said you've gone for a 4-4-2 formation. Is, is that what you said?
1: Yeah, yeah, at the moment, yeah.
0: Okay, so <laughs> let's do your left back then.
1: My left back, right, okay. The left backs that come to mind were, when I first started watching the Arsenal, we had a, a lad called Bob McNabb. He was a competent left back, not the best I've ever seen but one of my first memories at Arsenal. And then we had Super Sammy Nelson, right? Sammy Nelson was a star. He used to drop his shorts in front of the North Bank. Still <laughs> goes still goes to the Arsenal now. I saw a mate of mine, Colin Bates, from the Arsenal. I see he put a picture on the other day. He was, I think it was for the West Ham game. He was going to the game, stood on the tube. Who's he stood next to? Sammy Nelson. Sammy Nelson's going to the Arsenal on the tube. So, Nelson was a top man. Um, then you've got... Of course, Kenny Sansom, who got a lot of caps for England, a lot of caps for England, Kenny Samson very good player. It's a shame to see that he went off the rails after his career ended because he was a, a a very very good player. And an interesting point about Kenny Sansom, um, we signed uh, what's his name, Clive Allen, as a striker, you know, at Arsenal, when he never never played a competitive. I don't think he played. He didn't play a competitive game for Arsenal. He played, he played a friendly. And then before he could play, we got rid of Clive Allen to Crystal Palace, I think it was, and um, Sansom came in the other direction as the left-back. And uh, I think we got a good deal with Kenny Sansom. Very, very good left-back. A lot of caps for England. Then, of course, when Sansom went, we we got another brilliant left-back, Nigel Winterburn, you know. He came in, took Sansom's place. Winterburn, another brilliant player. We weren't short of left-backs, were we? Because... Then you've got, then along comes Ashley Cole. Not going to talk about him for too long because I don't talk badly about Arsenal players, but he came and went on his way. And uh, then, of course, Nacho. Nacho Monreal, he's not let us down, has he? And a utility player as well. He's never let us down when he's gone to centre off. And I'm also, one last one I'm going to mention, right, is is the young lad Saka. He's not a left back, is he, right? But if you talk about left backs and you think about the current time, he is our current. Left back, right? And for a young lad, 17, 18 years old, who'd never played there before, to develop in that position in such a short space of time into a competent player who can get forward and score goals, worth a mention in my book, boys. So, yeah, that's about all my left backs. Have I I waffled too much there, boys? I'm sorry if I have. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. We're used to you. We're used to you. Uh, Who are you going for? Left back. Just going to take forever, you know that.
1: No, me, 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 I, I wanted to go for Nigel Winterburn, right? I wanted to go for Nigel Winterburn, but the best left back I've seen at Arsenal in recent years was was that I won't say the name again. I'll only say this once. So listen, right? Was Cole? Move on, right? So he's got to go in because you're asking me right my best, aren't you? Right?
0: Yeah, right back. Yeah.
1: Right back. Oh my good golly, first right back I ever remember at Arsenal was the best, one of the greatest servants the club's ever had, wasn't it, Pat Rice, you know? What a man. Was he 71 last week? I think it was his birthday. Turned 71. Arsenal through and through. You know, his blood's red for a reason. You know, be, not because it's red blood, because it's Arsenal blood, boys. So, yeah, there was Pat Rice. And then uh, Lee Dixon came along. And we've had Lauren. And we've had Bellerin. And we had a, a bloke we signed for Forrest. I don't know if you boys remember him. Viv Anderson. <coughs> left, us, left us under a big cloud, went to Man United for the money, Viv Anderson. Um, we played Man United, the, the season he went to Man United, we played them early in the season. You now, Old Trafford, I can't remember what year it was, boys. It would have been mid to late 80s. And I went to the game at Old Trafford. And by God, did Anderson get some stick off the Arsenal fans that night. It's the first time I can ever remember a player really, really getting stick. And we drew nil-nil. So at Man United, that was a big night. And then of course you can't leave Lauren out and Sanya out. They're all they're they're all you know they're all good lads. But I think my favorite what? of the lot is Dixon. I'd put Dixon, Dixon. in my side. My heart would say Pat Rice. My head would say Lee Dixon.
0: I That's am noting I'm, down your heart and your head. All right, I'm trying
1: to move it along now because I'm trying to move it along because you boys are nagging me already, and we're not. Ah, That's good, Trev. It's good.
2: I like it. I like it. We're only missing. I like. I like the fact you get the old players in as well. The only question I've got about right back, Trev, is the fact that Lauren gets kind of overlooked uh, quite a lot um, by people I speak to. Now, I was with you. I picked Lee Dixon as well, and the reason I went for Dixon was just purely for the fact that he was part of that fantastic back four or back five if you include Seaman. Uh, under George Graham. And I think that for consistency, Lee Dixon was just fantastic. Why did you think go for Lee Dixon over Rice and Lauren?
1: I think that uh, I I mentioned Lauren. I mentioned Lauren. But for me, he didn't get in my top two. Uh, I thought he was a class player and he could easily put him on the side, obviously, mate, you know. But my team, old man Trev's team, I had to choose between Pat Rice and... Lee Dixon, you know. Um, and and I went for Dixon just because of his longevity, really. And, mm. and you know, and that back, as you just said, rightly said, Dan, that, that you'll never see another back five like we had. Then. No. You'll never see another back five in the game. It'll never happen. They will never, ever string a defence <laughs> together. Four class players all in the same side at the same time, in the same era like that, with semen them behind them. That'll never happen again, I don't think.
0: And who are you going for your centre-back pairings?
1: Well, the, the centre-halves that come to mind, right, are, are, it's quite a long list, right? You've got my first memories of Frank McClintock, who lifted the the double in 1971. So he'll always be really close to my heart, you know, a lovely man, Frank McClintock. And in that same time, was a very much underrated midfield, uh, excuse me, centre-half we had playing alongside Frank McClintock, Peter Simpson. I don't know if you've heard the name Peter Simpson, boys. Very, very underrated centre-half. Double-winning player and uh, very much worth a mention. Then you start getting to the more... I, I started thinking about some jovial ones. I mean, you've got Big Willie Young, who we signed from Tottenham, right? <laughs> uh, brilliant. One week, the Arsenal fans, me included, we're hating Willie Young. He's a Tottenham player. He's a big red-headed Scots, lads, and we ate him with a vengeance. We signed him at Arsenal, and overnight, the coin flipped straight over. He's our hero. He's our brilliant player, and Tottenham fans ate him, you know. But he was, he, he was a character, was Willie really Young. He was a hard man, and all he could put a tackle in. I don't know if he'd last long nowadays. And then I thought about a, a bloke we signed called uh, Terry Mancini. Right, he he, he, he plays. Have you ever heard of Terry Mancini, boys?
0: Yeah,
1: we signed him from Queens Park Rangers. The only reason I remember him is because he had air like me, and there's not many players that that have been that bald man. But Mancini did a little job. We only signed him as a stopgap at the end of the season, and he did all right, Mancini.
0: Who are you going for?
1: No, no, I'm not finished yet, mate. You you want my team, you're (laughs) going to get my team. Don't mess with the old man today, right. And then you've got obviously Sol Campbell, who we signed from Tottenham, probably the second best centre off I've seen at Arsenal. Martin Keown's worth a mention because because I love the way he played the game and I love the way he got in Van Nistelrooy's face, he's is, is worth a mention just for that, right? And then you've got Baldy O'Leary, record player for Arsenal, O'Leary. And then you got to mention Colo Toure as well, right? Because Colo <laughs> Ture, Toure is a raving lunatic, you know. he is,
2: <laughs> he is when, yeah.
1: When he first came to Arsenal, right, as a young lad, it didn't matter where Wenger played him. He just ran around the park like an headless chicken. Colo It was a pleasure. But the best one, straight in, didn't even have to think about it. Adams is in my side, right? Tony Adams is in my heart side and he's in my head side. He's by far the greatest player I've ever seen at Arsenal. Bar none. Bar none. So Adams and... Yeah. Well, alongside Adams... My heart would go for McClintock, right? But my head, looking at a class player, would be Campbell. Would be big soul Campbell. So yeah, Adams and Campbell is is me is me head side. You know, me best side.
2: And very, quick, up into- very quickly. Sorry, Ferg. Very quickly. I know you yep. want to move on. Uh, very quickly about the Colo Torre thing. Best uh, story, and it is quick, that I heard about him was the trial he had at Arsenal. And basically the ball would come up in the air and then Wenger said, I like this player. And basically he takes out, as the ball comes down, he two-foots Dennis Bergkamp. So then Arsene Wenger's going, whoa, 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 whoa. He's one of our best players. You don't tackle him, mate. You don't go in like that hard against him. Calm down, calm down. Oh, sorry, boss, he says. Next ball comes up in the air and he wins it. Elbows and Henry in the head and stamps on his knees. He comes down. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't injure these players. Don't injure them two. I don't care what you do. Don't injure them two players. Oh, sorry, boss, he says. Last ball comes up heads up towards the end and Kolo Toure dives and takes out Arsene Wenger. So he takes out Arsene Wenger, Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp. Ray Parlour went up to him and said, blimey, he's a bit of a nightmare. And he goes, yeah, he's an absolute nutter. I'm going to sign him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's a great, <laughs> great story that is.
1: I believe that story. Having seen Colo Toure, mate, you can't not believe it, can you? Raving, raving lunatic when he comes to Arsenal, but brilliant, brilliant player.
0: Yeah. So moving into the midfield, Trev. Who have you got in the? Who have you got in the, the center of your midfield? Your two players in the center.
1: Well, I'm just going to go across the midfield, right? I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to name some names first, right? The, the names on my list, and I'll be brief because they're quite long. So I'll be brief, Fergus. Don't panic, my son. Jack Wilshire, because he scored probably one of the greatest goals at the Emirates I've seen. Well, he, he was on the end of one of the greatest goals I've ever seen against Norwich at the Emirates. Uh, I loved David Platt. I loved the way David Platt played the game. Uh, Paul Davis, because Paul Davis was a a man amongst men at times. And uh, he was the first player I've ever known that got found guilty by TV. ITV sent their pictures in and he got banned for a uh, 10 week, nine or 10 weeks for breaking Glenn Cockerill's jaw, which <laughs> I know I shouldn't laugh, but I do. I do. I'm sorry. Um, John Ollins was a great old player in his day. John Ollings, we signed him from Chelsea when he was getting a bit older. played Played all right for the Arsenal. Uh, Gilberto, nothing more to say really about Gilberto. He was a player and he did a job and he was a big lad and he played in a good Arsenal side. Then you know we had a player called Brian Marwood who used to play wide for the for the Arsenal. George Graham signed Brian Marwood and uh, he was a, he was a massive player for the Arsenal for a short time. But in them days of wingers going back to the 80s, you know, wing, I think my opinion is that wingers used to get worked out pretty quickly. You know, they'd have one or two good seasons. Then the opposition would look at them and think, right, that's how we can stop a winger. And they used to work them out. So as quick as they came, they went again, you know. And then you've got uh, George Graham, greatest manager. I, I, I it, Shame it ended when it did. Shame it ended when it did because we were going places. I know people say his teams were starting to drop off as a manager, but they all, all teams go through these periods. I look, I mean, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? But uh, Man United, uh, Ferguson at Man United. He, he had ups but, and downs. You know, he had to build two or three sides, and I think Graham would have done that. But he was a good player, George Graham. Tried to steal a goal in the 1971 FA Cup final. very gully, you know, claimed it was his. <laughs> And he was telling porky pies. And then the, the great... and I'll leave him out for a minute. Then I love... I love ses Fabregas was, was the, the best 17-year-old I've seen at the club, probably, up until I saw Saka recently. They're both in the same boat. Uh, Rocky Roadcastle. How can you not put Rocky Roadcastle down as, as a memory, you know? Class act and a lovely fella. Uh Mickey Thomas. Mickey Thomas scored one of the most important goals ever scored by Arsenal. You know, 89. 89, wow, what a player. Then you got Ray Parler. Oh, it's only Ray Parler. What a wonderful man Ray Parler is, and what a wonderful goal he scored in that 2-0 win over Chelsea. Uh, not many more, boys, don't worry. Freddie Lundberg, because Freddie, Freddie was one of these underrated players at the time. Wasn't he? I don't think we appreciated Freddie Lundberg, too. His career was over, and we started looking back at how much we missed him, you know. and then. Chippy, Liam Brady scored, I can remember being at the game when we won 5-0 at Tottenham. What year was it we won 5-0 at Tottenham? 1978, I think. And Brady nicked the ball off of Peter Taylor's toe and curled it in the top corner. And Oh, man, what a party that was. Um, Then Perez comes to mind. I don't have to talk about Perez because everybody knows when you mention Perez, you're talking about class. Uh, Manu Petit. I thought Petit was one of the best signings we made. Oh, shame we didn't keep him longer great right player uh then you got a, a we signed a bloke from Ipswich called Brian Talbot you know who was a who was it was a very good player played in i believe off the top of my head i've not checked this he played in two consecutive cup finals for different teams i think he played for Ipswich against us in 78 when they beat us and he played for Arsenal against man united in 79 when we beat them um then I've just got a few more. Mark Overmars, who we all know about. Alan Ball, World Cup winner. We signed Alan Ball as a World Cup winner. Record signing he was at the time. Cost us two hundred and twenty-five thousand pounds, I think. And everyone was going mental about it. Why is that much being spent on a player? Two hundred twenty-five grand. You wouldn't buy a little <laughs> toe nowadays, would you?
0: You wouldn't. You wouldn't get four days' work out of uh, Ozil for that.
1: No, you wouldn't. And then a, a bloke come to mind called Peter Story. Do you, you ever heard of Peter Story,
2: boys? Yeah, Peter
0: Story. Yeah. Oh, Hard
1: man, Peter Story. Every team in the 70s had to have their hard man, their tackler. And we had Peter Story. We had Peter Story. Oh, man, what an hard man. Wouldn't argue with him. Put a little mention in for Mikel Arteta. He'd never get in my side as a midfielder, but he's a manager now. And then the the last one I've got on my list, apart from who's going on my team, is Santi Cazorla, right? Santi Cazorla was one of the unluckiest players ever to play for Arsenal. And I'll tell you why. Not because of his injury but because he was an extremely good player in a poor Arsenal side, right? It, it, at the time, if he'd have played in any other Arsenal side, if he'd have been like 10 years earlier, he'd have still walked in that side, you know, Cazola. unbelievably I class Loved,
2: him. At, loved
1: him. Fought the world of the man. Fought the world of the man. But you want me midfield, don't you, right? So, yeah, I've got to go for Patrick Vieira, Patrick right? Because... That's me my head, me, me best side, Patrick Vieira. If you had to fight to choose the top three players playing at Arsenal, it'd probably be in there, Vieira, right? And then I'm gonna put Petty in, because Petit Petty and Vieira alongside each other. There was no beating them, right? Mm. And then I'm gonna I may shock a few people here, but on, on the left side of midfield, right? I'm gonna put George Armstrong in. Now I've not mentioned George yet, right? But I He's one of the few players I think that would have gone from the seventies, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties to the present day, and he could still get in a side, right? Because he could. Roll. I'd put him in. I've put him in the side in my in my head side, right, before Perez. I rated George Armstrong that much. He really could play football. Really could oh, wow. play football. Magic. And then my last one in midfield. I'm going to play at, just behind the forwards. I'm going to play Dennis Bergkamp, right? I'm going to play Dennis Camp deeper because I've got to squeeze Dennis Bergkamp in, and I can't play him up front. So, right? He's playing midfield. He's. he's oh, playing I did the same
2: midfield. thing, mate. Yeah. <clears throat> he's
1: playing me number ten.
0: Well, that's that's your head. What would you quickly run through the names in your heart?
1: My heart midfield was Armstrong again, right? Mickey Thomas because it gave me a fantastic memory. Mickey Thomas, right? Patrick Vieira, because I've never seen a better midfielder. I don't think in it in, in, in that context of midfield. You know, being hard and and being able to play and bossing in a game. And then I put Santi in because I've got a right soft spot for Santi because it's just a wonderful player, wonderful player. Yeah. So that's that's me. me midfield sorted. Yeah.
0: So we're up to the forward line. Who've you? Who have you got? Oh, At number nine.
1: Oh my, oh my lord! This was so hard. Right. Obviously, obviously, if, when you think about Arsenal forwards, you think about Henri first, right? Because all, all his goals were on telly again this morning. And you just look in your jaw, it's the floor at his skills. And then you've got Bird Bergkamp, who's fantastic. Then you've got Wright, who's amazing. Um, then the people that gave me my early memories, Charlie George, right, who scored the winner, in the 1971 FA Cup final. We're um, we, 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 we going to extra time, nil-nil. Liverpool scores, Steve Ioway scores to Liverpool in 1971. In them days, you go one-nil down to Liverpool. It's game over. You don't come back. You're done, you know? And then we equalise. Uh, Eddie Kelly scores. As I just said, George Graves tries to nick it, but we worked you out, George. We knew it weren't you, pal. It was Eddie Kelly scored. And then, Charlie George picks the ball up on the edge of the area and smashes it in the back of the net. And uh, a nine-year-old sitting on the sofa at home with his family goes ballistic. And that was me, you know, brilliant. Um, And then you've got John Radford, who was the first centre forward I ever remember playing at Arsenal. John Radford scored loads and loads of goals for Arsenal. Um, And then you've got Smudger, Alan Smith, who scored in 89. So you've got to mention Smithy, uh, Charlie Nicholas, who we signed from Celtic, who never really fulfilled his potential at Arsenal. Good, not brilliant. Uh, Nicholas Anelka, biggest mistake he ever made, that boy was leaving Arsenal because he was going to develop into... I mean, he was a brilliant player, we know it, but he was going to be the best of the best.
2: He even admitted that, didn't he? He even said that yeah. he should never have left Arsenal. Yeah, he did.
1: And he he's got three brothers, and Dan, and they seem to have a big input into his career at times, I think. His His brother probably uh, the reason he left. Yeah. 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 So you've got a nail cut and will Todd, who played, he did a good job. And then you, another one that came to mind was Malcolm McDonald, super Mac. You re- remember Malcolm McDonald, yeah, boys?
2: Malcolm McDonald from Newcastle. So yeah,
1: Signed him from, signed him from Newcastle. I've not checked this. I've got a funny feeling. It was about 330,000. We play for Malcolm McDonald. He had the biggest bow legs, right? You have ever seen. He was like two <laughs> boomerangs, right? At, He must have got nutmegged more time than ever because he couldn't close his legs. He had these big bow legs on him, Malcolm MacDonald. And and he did a great job for a few years and then he got a bad injury and uh, he was never the same again and he was gone. Um, Then the present day, you've got to mention Laka and Alba. Um, Neither of them get in my side, but I think they're both competent strikers. I don't think either of them are are, are great yet, but you've got to mention them. Um, Giroud, you've got to mention him just for his spider goal you know, and Scorpion I think walking, that, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, uh, oh, Scorpion, sorry, did I say, sorry, boys, you know what I mate? Mean. um <laughs> But, what about, it, you what know, about
2: Carnu? Carnu getting mentioned?
1: No, it, no, he, he's on my list. He's on my list. No, uh,
2: he's not on he, your he, list.
1: You're right. <laughs> well, there's a lot not on my list, mate, when you, you know, when I, I tell you what, don't, don't make me start going down my list of the dross we've signed over the no, years. No, okay. That's massive. Um, Alan Sunderland scored the winning goal in the 1979 FA Cup final. Now, at the time, this this just goes to show how the era has changed, right? And and as we you get younger fans coming in, games that were brilliant sort of lose importance. At the time, the 1979 FA Cup final was the greatest cup final there has ever ever been for excitement, right? And for me, as an older person, it still ranks right up there, you know? We're winning 2-0 with about four minutes to go, yeah? And then it's 2 all, and we're thinking we're in big trouble here against Man United. And then up pops Alan Sunderland, straight at the other end to knock the winner in. You don't get excitement like it. You, you don't get excitement like it. One of the greatest cup finals ever. Um yeah, and then you're going to mention. I'm going to mention Kevin Campbell because he probably won't forgive me if I didn't. And uh, he was a big fella. And Kev, he came into the team, you know, and he excited people because he was a big bull of a fella, and he put himself about, and he scored some great goals. And uh, you yeah, know, I enjoyed watching him. And the, the last two I'm going to mention, right, is is a lad called you. You two probably won't have heard of him, and he and he never made it really at Arsenal, but we signed. In the, in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, we signed a lad called Peter Marinello, you know. And he was meant to be the new George Best and he had the long hair and he wore all the posh clothes and he he was always out and about on the town like George Best was. Only trouble was he couldn't really kick a ball, you know. So, <laughs> um, But I had to mention him because he was entertainment value. And then I'm just going to mention at the end another player, uh, 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 Ant- Jose uh, Antonio Reyes, you know. God bless him. Brilliant player, you know, sad loss. So now you want me to choose me forwards, don't you? Please. Forwards, right. It's the same. It's the same in my heart team and my head team, right? I'm going to go for Terry Emery and Ian Wright. Right? right, 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 Ian, right. So many others I could have put in there and not felt guilty about it. Not felt guilty at all about it, but... Henri and Wright for me, playing just in front of Bergkamp with George Armstrong on the wing feeding him. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Very happy with that, boys.
0: Last question. Your manager. Oh,
1: don't. Right. (laughs) The The managers that I remember from my time at Arsenal, right, is Bertie Mee won the double. Old school, though. I mean, Bertie Mead was a physiotherapist. He, you know, who he, he became a manager. Howe, Terry Neal, Bruce Rioch, George Graham, Arsene Wenger, Unai Emery, and Mikel Arteta. Right, they're, they're the managers are, I remember. And then the only the, the only one I can really you have to mention is is Herbert Chapman, who made Arsenal the club they are. If you if you don't have Herbert Chapman doing these Wenger Graham things in uh, equivalent in the thirties, you don't have an Arsenal. So, mm. Graham and Wenger, right? I tossed a coin because I couldn't decide, right? And it came down on George Graham for your head. It came down on George Graham, and I'm sticking with that.
0: And what? That's your heart as well as your head.
1: I think if if Venga had. I don't want this to sound like I'm talking bad about Wenger, because I'm, you know me, boys. I have to reiterate every podcast. I never talk bad about an Arsenal person. I have opinions on them, but I'm never going to talk them down. I think if Fenger had retired in 2008, 2010, Fenger would have probably got it. Well, I know he would actually, but he didn't, right? So I'm looking at whole managerial careers and I'm going for Graham.
2: Okay. I don't think we can argue with that. To be fair, Trev, because of because of who you've seen and the players you've seen. My only final question for you is just a one-word answer: Is your favourite ever Arsenal player in that team?
1: My favourite Arsenal player ever is in that team. Yeah. Who is it? It's Tony Adams. Tony Adams.
0: Great, great shout. So you've gone for you've gone for a side of Seaman, Dixon, Adams, Campbell, and Cole. Uh, as the back five, Armstrong, Vieira, Petit, and Burkamp uh, in the midfield, Tyrionry and Ian Wright, managed by not only George Graham.
1: Yeah, I'm very comfortable with that. I apologise to the hundred other players on my list that I've left <laughs> off. But you gave him a mention, though, mate. <laughs> it's been sorry, boys. It's been it's been wonderful the last couple of days thinking about it. You know, just giving it some thought and. uh I've, I've, I've only Googled two little bits and pieces. All that lot has, has come in. The more I've thought, the more names have come into my head, you know. Um, and just makes me think I've been honoured to see most of those, 99.9% of those players play in that red shirt of Arsenal. It's been a pleasure watching all of them. And look, hopefully it will continue for a while yet. Yeah. Pleasure.
0: Unbelievable. that good, Trev. Loved, yeah. loved it, loved it. It's been great. Uh, And I knew your 1-11 to would be really, really good. Uh, And we've had to do lots of these sort of different bits and pieces to try and get us through this uh, lockdown period. Uh, That's gone right around the UK. Well, mostly Europe, I think, is locked down at the minute. Um, So, yeah, thank you very much, Trev, uh, Potsy. Thanks again. Remember, you are watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, click on the bell, click on the like button if it's on YouTube. Uh, or if you're um, listening to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, just subscribe to us as well, so you get updates every every time we put a podcast out, which is quite a lot. Thanks very much, at the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.